how we're doing the recap of the South region as well as the Outlook. So we start with the number one overall seed of the bracket, Alabama. Alabama didn't look great against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but they still won by like 19, which is obviously, they're not great. It's still better than both teams. Great. And they scored 96 points. Yeah. Brandon Miller didn't score at all, but Nick Pringle came off the bench with 19, shooting 80% from the field. So they have depth. Like, they can show up yeah. and help at any time. So it's, like, not a big deal when you score. Obviously, when it gets to bigger games, you want Brandon Miller to score. But it wasn't a huge deal in that game, obviously. And I feel like the looks of them, they I feel like they have a really similar team to Kansas last year. Like, similar pieces. Uh... And Kansas obviously won it all, so I think they have. I think they'll get to the championship game. I don't think they're gonna win it, but I think they'll win. They it. look really good. Okay, then they stomped Maryland. Javon Quinley had 22 points, and Brandon Miller bounces back. He had a groin injury in the first game, and then he scored 19 points and seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. So pretty good overall game. They really. Uh, it was actually pretty close for a, lo- a long time. The first half, and, they and then they pulled away. Okay, next, a team with probably the biggest, actually no, Purdue is, but second biggest embarrassment is goes to Arizona. They get an F. They lost to Princeton. Yeah. Arizona led for the majority of the game, but Princeton plays with such a methodical pace, and then Arizona ended up losing 59-55, so really low-scoring game. Tubella scored 22 points, but the Arizona guards didn't show up. Yeah, um, and Princeton, uh, at least in their second, or actually we're not talking about Princeton, we're talking about Arizona. Arizona, they just gave it up at the end. They had it for the whole game. Here's an interesting thing too. Arizona guards, all the players listed at at guard position on Arizona scored a total of 20 points, which five guards played in the game. Tubelis Mm. and Ballo, their center and forward, Combined for 35. So they. Like, Hard play was poor. Yeah, really bad. So it's like. Can't really win games when your guard plays that bad. Kind of like Copper Dew lost. Their guards didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So. That's why they basically. I mean, one of the many reasons why Arizona lost. Then number three, Baylor. I give them a C minus. They lost to Creighton in the second round. Baylor escaped. A slow start to the against UC Santa Barbara. They were yeah, down one they, and a half. They did win by 18, but I said they escaped a slow yeah, start. I know. They, so, like, and they like they were dominant. They completely destroyed Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara, in the second half. So I was impressive after a not so impressive first half. And yeah. then, right, and then they falling around against Creighton. They, Crane jumped down 24-14 to 14 lead, and they just rode it the rest of the way. Yeah, Baylor didn't have a lead uh, since, I think, the 17.50, around the 17-minute mark in the, in the first half. Yeah. LJ Cryer, though, scored 30, 30. but um, 13 to 22 Nembar, field goal percentage, so really good. But Nembard, Creighton's Nembard scored 
32. And, and Nemhard, he scored 30 on 13 shots. Cryer scored 30 on 22 shots. And yeah. Nemhard did have 10 free throws. That's uh, the thing. We'll talk about Creighton after, but yeah. like their top scores in both games were really efficient that mm-hmm. they played in. So, and also, Baylor's defense is supposed to be really good. They, Crane put up 85, and Crane scoring with ease. It's like, you can't really go, it's hard to win games when your defense plays that bad. Yeah. Okay, next, Virginia. Virginia, another embarrassment. A plus for Virginia. It's a joke, if you guys couldn't tell. They're probably the third worst embarrassment, so... Lots of embarrassments in this region. Yeah, Virginia gets an F. Obviously, they lost to Furman. Um, and especially, Virginia had a two-point lead uh, with about eight seconds left to inbound the ball. Actually, it was more than eight seconds. Okay. So, Virginia adds another embarrassment to their school history in basketball. They have the UMBC blowout as the number one overall seed. Now they get this one. Kihei Clark throws it in, just doesn't, nobody's open, there's people somebody open. I he think just, what he saw is he saw a guy down, uh, way down court, and he was just trying to check it up all the way down to him, but he underthrew it, and he wasn't, the guy he was trying to throw it to wasn't actually even that open. Yeah, and then he got, and then his inter, and not intercepted, but turned over, wide open three, knocked down, Furman had a one point lead, but basically threw the game away. So, with two seconds after they were leading four, by four with 19 seconds, like, they threw the game. That's an understatement. It was, they should have had the game locked up with a four-point lead. So, disappointing end after they won a share of the ACC title. Hey, the but last season. time they lost in the first round as a top seed, they all, weren't a top all the seed. way to the championship game. They were four seed. As top seed, I mean, like, top five. That's a top seed in... Okay, whatever. As a top four seed, uh, if you want me to be they were, so They're not even. They're not going to turn around like that. They're they lucky they won that year. So. Lucky. Yeah. Next. Actually, kind of. Number five, San Diego State, the best. Um. Best defense according to Ben Torvik. He has a thing that like. Assesses the numbers, and San Diego State has oh. the best defense in the na- nation. So, mm-hmm. um, they so took care of business. They took care of business against Charleston. Everyone thought Charleston could pull off the upset. They barely got well, by. Well, I don't, I don't know about everyone thought Charleston could pull off the upset. A lot of people. I'm just saying, like experts are saying people thought. Yeah, they were one of those. Like trendy upset. Because San Diego didn't have the greatest conference that they played. And Charleston also played really good in their conference. So, yeah. Between the two, people thought that they could actually put up a fight, which they did, but it was just, they couldn't get it done. They at almost the end. got it done. Yeah. So, they, but the defense, though, the thing is, they gave a 57 Charleston, 52. Not even gave up, I should say, limit. Yeah, they their defense has been... Gave up, they barely even gave anything good. up. And they do have to play Alabama. Yeah, but, but they shut down Furman. Like, they haven't played a seed below 12. That's I feel like that's a disadvantage. If they would have played Virginia and beat them, I feel like they'd be more ready for Alabama, but... 
doesn't matter. They haven't really played. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter now. At this matters. point, they, they're going to show up, and they're playing against Alabama. They're just going to have to bring the same intensity that they do. Obviously, it's not I know they're going to have to, but it, I feel like it would have been beneficial if they would have been yeah. beat Virginia over Obviously, Furman. Furman is not the best team, but at least that that Virginia struggled. They didn't struggle, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe they would have done just as good against Virginia. Yeah. So... But I give him A minus. So Creighton, A plus. I feel like if you get to the elite, I mean not elite, a Sweet Sixteen as a six seed, that's obviously. A and lot they of played pretty well in both their games. Yeah, they. Especially against Baylor, they got out to a ten point lead, fourteen to twenty four, and then it was pretty much a ten point lead for the entire game. Like, yeah. Baylor never really got it. Like within five since that time, since yeah. that point. And the game, first round game against NC State, Calc Brenner dropped 31, and then second game, Nembar dropped 30. We talked about earlier. Both of them, when you have two players that can score and just go off, that's obviously a great thing. Not only like teams in the and, nation have players that can go off for 30 and then have a different player go off the next game with 30 points. Yeah, uh, and I think Creighton might even be. A little bit underseeded. Most of their losses, more than half their losses this season came when Ryan Cockburner was out earlier in the season with an injury. Uh, and since then, they've been quietly doing better and better. They weren't really considered one of the top teams because of all those losses earlier in the season. But they're actually a really good team, and I think they have a legitimate chance to go to the Final Four. Yeah. Okay, next seven seed Missouri Tigers. I give them a C. They lost in the second round to Princeton. So after dominating, well not, they pulled away in the second half against Utah State. Many people thought Utah State had the chance to, like Utah State was favored. People thought Utah State would win. Oh, yeah. And then they did good. They just they didn't Missouri play. did well against Utah State. I don't think Utah State had their best game. They weren't shooting well. Yeah. That's the thing. They held Utah State to 16.7% from deep. They did not... Utah State didn't shoot good, but so I, they have to give some credit to the defense that Missouri brought to the table. Demoy Hodge had 23, and Kobe Brown had 19. So, yeah, the, when the, both of them well. score well, they're, they usually tend to do good in games. They beat Tennessee in SEC tournament when both of them did... Well, but then when you have performances like the next game against Princeton, they combined yeah, for a honestly, total of 14 in the next Princeton, game. the 15 seed, looked really good like against Missouri. Yeah, and I feel dominated. like that shouldn't happen. It should be at least closer, but it was kind of, at the end, a blowout. I mean, it was a blowout. Hey, so what a team that they scored 42 in the game before. The Hodge-Brown duo only scored 14 against Princeton. DeAndre Golston led the team with 19, but the rebound differential is 44 to 30. Eight more offensive rebounds for Princeton. Like, yeah, they're getting beat on the glass. Their their duo that they're too scoring, where they get a lot of their scoring from, wasn't showing up. And you you can't do that, especially when you're playing against a team that. That probably shouldn't Wants, even win. Yeah, but they also are upset. They got one upset. They weren't done 
they wanted more, and if you now, don't show do up... do you consider Princeton or FDU the Cinderella team this year? I consider, like, FDU would be... Well, yeah, that's just because it's a 16, and that happens less. But if, say, Princeton goes to Final Four, then... Well, I mean, if Princeton even just goes, wins one more game. Yeah, but impressive performance at Princeton, but we'll talk about them once we get to 15. Yeah. Okay, number eight, Maryland. I give them a B plus. They lost the second round, Alabama. The first game against West Virginia. And they kept it decently close against Alabama as well. Yeah. Against West Virginia, it was a back-and-forth game, but they were down 19-6 to start. 19 to 6, and then Maryland outshot West Virginia 51% to 39% from the field. Kadrian Johnson for West Virginia put up 27, but besides that, then West Virginia didn't get offense from anywhere else really. But then against Alabama, they were down five at half, and then got outscored by 17 in the second half. They shot 12.5% from three in that game. Just Alabama, there is a talent disparity that's pretty obvious but they still fought respect they had a respectable first yeah it was a respectable uh play against alabama yeah especially if alabama wins the tournament this year okay west virginia i give them a c they lost to maryland like we talked about yeah i'd give them a c as well they they got obviously we talked like a 19-6 lead they blew that and, and they shot 42.1% from three, but besides that... Like, I feel like they played well, they just yeah. didn't finish well. They shot great from three. What did they shoot again? 42.1% from yeah. three, but they allowed Maryland to shoot 51% from the field. And... Like, yeah, I mean... Outweighed, and they didn't shoot great from the field, so the three-point percentage kind of weighed... Like, when you have great three-point shooting, but if you don't have solid field goal percentage, and it kind of outweighs the other. And yeah, and they did out-rebound them as well. I don't, I don't know if you already said that. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a huge disparity. So, yeah. And then, number 10, Utah State. I give them a C-. minus. Many people believe, like we talked about earlier, that they could pull off the upset. And they remained competitive for the majority of the game, but then Missouri went on 25-16 run to end the game yeah they shot 16.7 three point shooting they shot 16 16.7 yeah from three that's they relied a lot on three point shooting but when you mm -hmm. don't shoot good that's and they shot 47.5 percent from the field so their two point shooting was really good they're just couldn't get it done from beyond the arc and that's why they did good this year yeah in the regular season so just disappointing way to end that for them. Yep. And then 11 seed, NC State, going with C+. Plus against Creighton, well, that's their only game because they lost to them. Turquavian Smith dropped 32, but he shot 12 for 27, so it wasn't amazing. But then Cal He did Brainer, start shooting better closer to the end of the game, uh, which really helped them propel to at least make a run. Yeah. But, but Cal Brenner, had a lot more efficient, only one point less than Turquavian Smith, but he was went 11 from 14 from the field. It's impressive. Made the most out of his shots and didn't take any extra shots, really. Yeah, and both these teams are three-point shooting teams, uh, and 
they both had pretty bad days from the three point line. Creighton, uh, fifteen percent. NC State, twenty one point four percent. Um, and then they started to get they started to heat up a little bit close to the end of the game, uh, especially NC State, but they just weren't able to pull back into it. Yeah. So they also allowed four Creighton players to reach double fig- figures as they couldn't stop the good ball movement that Creighton had. They also won. Creighton had 15 assists compared to three, so NC State wasn't moving the ball around as good as you at least hope because it seems like teams that move the ball around a lot usually have, do pretty good because it's hard to guard some like a team that's efficient and uses everyone in their on their team to score instead of just yeah a few people. As NC State couldn't hold on. They had an early seven-point lead, and then Creighton took control of the game, and they lost by nine. Mm-hmm. Next, Charleston. I give them a B. They lost to San Diego State. And it was a it was a close game. Yeah, it was a close game. After only three losses all season, they won the CAA regular season and tournament championships. So it seemed like they were capable of something. Their bit lead was they were up as by as much as seven, and they they got down by as much as nine. And then they shot 32 percent from the field though, and 20 percent from three. So they didn't shoot good. So. Yeah, um, they weren't in a great conference, but still, only three losses in the regular season. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. We go to Furman. Great shot with two seconds left. I don't want to say Furman got lucky to win that game, definitely but then they good. lost by 23 against They Sydney definitely had... I think they got at least a little bit lucky. They got a fair share of luck, though. Also, stupidity on Virginia's part for the inbound pass. Really horrible mistake. And execution late in the game, but Furman capitalized on their first March Madness appearance since 1980, hitting on a game-winning three-point with two seconds left after Kia Clark, we talked about, made an ill-advised pass. Four. Yeah, they came back with four points, 19 seconds. Jalen's. You just keep going. Okay. Jalen Slauson did really good. He had 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. And they forced Virginia to shoot only 16.7% from 3. But the next game against San Diego State was completely different as they blown out by 23. Got out shot 18% from the field and out rebounded by 17. They couldn't get anything going. And um, San Diego State had 17 assists. Is, the good ball movement yeah, was too I don't much think it was a ball. fluke against Virginia. I just think it was probably their best version of themselves. Well, you also have to think, though, like, these teams that pull off the upsets, like, it's like they're not expected to, and it's taxing in general to just be able to beat a team that they're yeah. not, and it's, like, emotionally, like, emotional wins. So, like, when you get those, it's kind of hard to come out and have as much intensity as you had in the first game. Especially when that was their first March Madness appearance since 1980, and then they win their first game. Yeah, and especially as like a 13 seed to a 16 seed, um, like for example, like the five seeds and under, uh, maybe not the players, but the coaches are preparing for multiple games in the tournament. The coaches are preparing for the next teams. I don't really feel like Furman. 
uh, as a team, as a 13 seed, was really preparing for the next game. I think they were focusing all of their efforts on well, yeah, the game in Virginia. Um, and that's what you I have think to do. you should, as a 13 seed, you definitely should do that. But you just aren't ready, as ready for the next game as San Diego State probably was. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to do as good as when you're not completely dialed in on the game. Yeah. In this, in the next game. Okay, now we go 14s. UC Santa Barbara. I give them a B minus. They lost to Baylor in the first round. They're up one at half, but then Baylor just left them in the dust. They're outscored by 19 in the second half. Adam Flag Flagler from Baylor scored 18, shooting 70% from the field. And Baylor made double the amount of threes with better efficiency too. And Morris and, and Mitchell, their two best two of their best players for UC Santa Barbara combined for 28, but that wasn't not enough. Uh, I mean I guess you can't expect them to beat Baylor. Okay yeah. performance. Probably like I'd give them like a C, C plus. B minus. They that's respect. They were up C one. C plus and, and B minus is pretty much the same thing. Okay, so you said C. So. Okay. Whatever. Now, team to be one of the potentially one of the best upset. I mean, Cinderella stories. Princeton, the 15 seed, A plus. They play Creighton tonight. So. Yeah, and something interesting. Uh, in their first game, they shot 16% from three against Arizona. They were able to pull that out. And then their second game, they shot 36.4% from three. Uh, if they can play like they did against Missouri, then I think they can... I don't know if they will be great, and I think Ryan Cockbender will wreck them in the post. But I think they can make it really interesting if they're able to shoot like that again. Yeah, Princeton is the first Ivy League team to make it the Sweet 16 since Cornell in 2010. And that they're the third team ever to do that. And they have a chance to be the first team, Ivy League team, to make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, the Elite Eight. They did great against Arizona, like we talked about. They couldn't get much going. Tosan Evwomintwan led the way with 15 points, shooting 7 for 15, so pretty efficient. And then the second game against Princeton, they out-rebounded. I mean, not Princeton. Princeton played Missouri. They out-rebounded. I rebounded them by 14. They had eight offensive rebound, eight more offensive rebounds than Missouri. They also committed half as many fouls as Missouri, and led Brown Hodge duo to 14. Yeah, and they won by 15, but it was really not. They much. blew them out. Like they print or Missouri scored a lot at the end of the game to get it at least a little bit closer. Yeah, Langborg led the way with 22 points, and. Peters came off the bench. He had 17 points in only 15 minutes, so very efficient bench yeah. points. So that's when you can have people come off the bench, it makes you even more of a lethal team. Mm-hmm. And then our final team in this region. Yeah, 16 Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, oh, go ahead. Get a B. They lost to Alabama after another first four victory, second year in a row that they win the first four. That lost to Alabama. Alabama got it was off. was never really a close yeah, game. Alabama got off to 9-0 lead to start with just hitting threes, and then they they held Brandon Miller scoreless, but that didn't matter too much because yeah they have so much talent that you can't really keep them in check. Jaquavian Tennyson led the Islanders with 22 points. 
and but the lead stayed in like the high. low 20s for the majority the of the entire game. game yeah so but yeah. respectable though that they at least they won they the won first, four, first games four games back to back years so at least they're beating teams that are near their level of contest so yeah that's impressive mm-hmm. yeah we'll do our midwest region next